He's our God. The song says he's the name above all names. Worthy of our praise. So you may say to yourself, man, we've been awfully loud this morning. I don't think it's loud enough. You all have managed to do the alto, tenor, and soprano sections. I wish there were two more sections. <laughs> you can say you sang a great selection of songs. I wish we had more time. Because our God is great and greatly to be praised. And I'm so honored to be in the house of the Lord with you today. Hallelujah. So honored to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm so blessed. Honored. Hallelujah. This is my opportunity to give God thanks. You know, somebody proposed to me the other week, the fact that we are in existence, the fact that we are here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, forget what the life was like. We are here, alive, conscious, able to give God thanks. So my enthusiasm is just because I'm here, just because we're alive. And so today, I just want to give God thanks to you and bless his name, because he's worthy. Hallelujah. I want to read a scripture you're hearing before you take your seats. Um, and I also want, if, if you would give me just a few more minutes to pray before you take your seats. I'm just going to read this scripture into your hearing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Starting with um, 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 6. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 6. This is a, a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the church that was in Corinth. And these people that are in Corinth here, they um, struggle with all kinds of things. But he is preaching to them this message. And I wanted to share that with you this morning. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 6. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. He wants to talk about himself. He says, even though I really want to talk about myself here, I'm not going to do it because that would make me a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. A few verses ago, he just basically told them how he had a revision of who God was. And the vision was so impactful that he was, he was almost trying to say, don't think too much of me that I received this vision of God. Like, I'm just like you. Don't think of me too much. So verse 7, he says, Unless I be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations, I have so many revelations of who God is that I don't want myself to get puffed up in my own heart. And he says the Lord did something specifically to him. There was given to me, because of all these revelations, in addition to the revelation, was given to me a thorn in the flesh. The messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. Something was given to Paul, as successful and as spiritual as he was, to make sure he didn't get too boastful in his success. For this thing, and he says, because of this thorn in his flesh, says, I besought the Lord thrice, three times. 
He went back and forth to the Lord. Help me with this thing. Help get it out of my life. Help me get through it. Help me get over it. Take the thorn out that it might depart from me. Verse 9, and he said unto me, this is the part I wanted to go into this morning. This is what the Lord said to Paul. My grace is sufficient for thee. Not I'm going to take you out of it. Not I'm going to fix it. But I'm going to give you my grace. Because my grace is enough. For my strength, this is from the perspective of Jesus speaking now, red letter time. This is red letter scripture. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most, this is Paul speaking now. Most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Lord, we thank you today for putting us together in this place. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that it is sufficient for us no matter what we go through. We pray right now, Lord God, that you would let your grace and your love be with us. Lord God, we pray let it overshadow us, let it work through us. Lord God, because we know that we are insufficient. But we also know we're weak. And we know that when we are weak, you are strong. Lord God, sow yourself strong in this place today. Lord God, let us rise out of the dust, not by our own strength, but by your strength. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord God, no matter what we're going through, no matter what the situations we've left behind, Lord God, we are coming back at those situations with your strength. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Bless us now. This we pray in the name of your Son. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen, everybody. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, last week, um, I, I was introducing this idea that there is process that is associated with the promise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like you've got the promises of God. Yes, sir. Right. You absolutely have the promises of God, uh, but there is process associated. Before I dive into the message, this Thursday we're going to have communion and feet washing. It's an important sacrament that we have. It's a precious one. So those folks who can come, to come. This is for the baptized believer. I've opened this up. Um, I want you to make sure you have the opportunity. It is a really important um, sacrament that I give to the church. It's something that we do as a result of getting in close relationship with the Lord. That's my whole job, is to get you in close relationship with the Lord. And this particular one, this sacrament that we do have, is, requires baptism from you. So if you haven't got baptized, I'm told, looking at all y'all, if you haven't got baptized, let me know. I'm a baptizer. I love, to, I love the idea. Amen. That Jesus said, the scripture says, he who believeth and is baptized shall be saved. My job is to help you get saved. Amen. Amen. So this Thursday we'll be doing sacrament of, of, of communion. We'll also be feet washing as well. The time will be 7 p.m. It will be here in the basement in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Um, I, I want to dive into this message because it's important we realize that there is process to promise. Like whenever the, somebody makes a promise to you, there was a, a scripture, there was a song we sang earlier about, um, uh, about the covenant. You are a, was that covenant keeping God? Can you bring those words up for me, the chorus? You are a covenant keeping God. I hope you all understand what it is to have a covenant keeping God. Yeah, a covenant keeping God is one that makes a promise to you and keeps the promise. Like, it's once, you know how you have that agreement with somebody? Uh, you wash the dishes tonight, I promise, if you do it tonight, I'll do it for the next three weeks. Like, I've got you. And then the next three weeks come and you say, well, it's your turn. No, it's yours because we had an agreement. 
The covenant is everything. But the covenant is only as good as the person who is able to keep it. I can make promises all day. (laughs) But if I am not reliable, the the promise doesn't mean anything. So the song we were singing, you are a covenant keeping God, meaning you are a promise keeper. (laughs) You keep the promise. Whatever thing you said you would do, that's the thing you will do. I love that. That means whatever he said is going to come to pass. Covenant keeping God. Covenant keeping God. I love that song. The song, what is it, what are the, the what is it, uh, part of it say? Go back to the verse if you would. You'll never leave me, that's what I like to see. You'll never leave me, you said that you won't forsake me. <laughs> you walk beside me. Come on, Come on, sir. Come on, sir. And that is all that matters. That, now you spent about, we were on that song for about 10 minutes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That means 10 minutes of promising, Lord, I don't care what happens. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Yes, I don't care what happens. Yes, Jesus. You'll never leave You'll me. Never leave That's me. the yes, promise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You won't forsake me. That's yes, the promise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You walk beside me, and that's all that matters. We are saying, Lord, I don't care what we go through. As long as you're there, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Job goes upside down. I don't care. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. School not working out the way you... Friends not with you. I don't care. He's a promise keeper. And as long as he's beside me, that's all that matters. Promises, promises, promises. I love the promises of God. I have found Minister Flag to be faithful to his word. Whatever he says he's going to do, he's going to do. But I'm going to be honest with you. I don't trust him like I trust the Lord. Come on, sir. Come on, come on, preacher. Come on, preacher. If he tells me he's going to be somewhere at a time, he's going to be there at that time. And if he's not, I know something's wrong. Immediately, I know something's wrong. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my. Come on, preacher. But I don't care about his promises as much as I care about his promises. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my. He'll never forsake you. That's what he said. But that doesn't stop the process that comes before the promise. And this is where trust comes in. Because when it's not going well, I have to believe that this is part of the process to get to the promise. Amen. So let's go back, if we could, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's an important scripture. It's a powerful scripture. And it's important because we see some some really important insights into the life of Paul. He's talking to the church a lot, and he encourages us what to do. But this one, he's opening up his own life. Like he's telling you in 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, that he is a man who has received prophetic visions from God. That would put us all in awe of who Paul is. And Paul is saying there is a process that was necessary to keep me even keel if I'm going to receive this level of blessing. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you're expecting many blessings from the Lord, you have to be, make sure that you are spiritually, emotionally, and mentally ready for the blessings that you receive. 
Don't you know some people are not spiritually, emotionally, or mentally ready to receive a blessing from the Lord? Some of us have no business ever being rich. Because the moment we are rich, we will put our trust, not in God who gave us the riches, but right into the riches that we were given. Like spiritually, emotionally, mentally, not ready. Have you ever seen those, those celebrities? That it seems like the moment they get successful, they go on a path of self-destruction. Like as soon as it's like you just got here, how are you already destroyed? Because they weren't spiritually, emotionally ready for what that success looks like. And I'm trying to tell you here something today, that the process you're going through may actually be the only reason why you're not in the grave today. It may be the only reason why you didn't give up today. You're so focused on the process that you've, you're not even, you haven't got time to, to go down the road and do nothing crazy because you're so busy trying to keep on the road. The process for some of us is keeping us. The process for some of us is allowing us to not rely on ourselves. I talked last week about this notion of kintsugi, this Japanese process of deliberately breaking perfectly good pottery, beautiful pottery, it's usually blue, it has this beautiful kind of tint, blue tint to it, aqua tint to it, and they break it on purpose, beautiful, perfectly whole bowl on purpose. They then put it back together, carefully, deliberately put it back together, but the broken places, they put gold, resin, platinum, silver. It ends up being that the bowl now is not only better and more valuable, but it's actually stronger where it was broken. <laughs> like it is now more precious than it was before. It's now a work of art. It's now something that we want to discuss. Not only are we looking at the broken parts as, as something to, you see, before when we put together stuff at home, if we break something at home, we're trying to hide the broken parts. We get the Gorilla Glue out as carefully as we can. We are piecing this together and trying to hide that we broke. I don't know if you've ever broken something behind your mom, dad's back. And you're trying to say, how long can I, I just need this to look not broken for long enough for it to be somebody else's fault. I put that thing back together so perfectly, you can become a master of putting together and hiding the broken place. But Kintsugi isn't that. We, in Kintsugi, you enjoy the nature of the broken place because it has history now. It has character now. It has something that's uniquely that particular part. What am I saying is that we are going through things that are making us uniquely us. The scripture says we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The things we say about our journey are gonna help us overcome, which means that the places that we were broken that we speak about, the places that were hurt that we talk about, that's gonna help us all overcome. We're gonna overcome by the blood of the lamb. We know the blood of the lamb is, is it. Like we understand that that's precious. 
But don't you know that the way in which you were hurt and overcame with Jesus is also going to be important for the way we overcome? <sighs> like part of your, of your wonder and your uniqueness is the fact that you were hurt. Is the fact that you were hurt, but yet you still kept going anyway. You were confronted with the worst scenario and you stood there regardless. That's part of your testimony. The thing that was supposed to frighten you away made you stand fast. The thing that was supposed to make you give up was the thing that encouraged you to keep moving forward. This is the kintsugi of the spiritual life. This is the testimony of the spiritual life. This is the yes, I'm broken, but Lord has made me strong in that place. Oh gosh, so let me go back to, 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 to Corinthians really quickly. I'm not gonna be for you very long. This is a quick word, this is a quick word. Thank you, verse seven, unless I should be exalted. Paul is basically saying, I've received so much message from the Lord and it would be possible that I would exalt myself. I would, I would give myself the, the more kudos than I'm really worthy of. I would promote me because the revelation was so strong. I would, I would say this was my thing. Uh, it says, through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me then a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me lest I should exalt it above measure. Just in case I give myself more credit than I'm supposed to give myself, man, I have this thing that's keeping me humble. I've got this thing that's keeping me always near the cross. <laughs> always asking the Lord for help. Like sometimes I think we want all success, but I'm thinking sometimes we need the humility of failure. Sometimes we need the humility of going through. Sometimes we need the humility of working it out with prayer rather than just you being able to stand up and do it. And you know, that's why Jesus said it's easier for a, for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than a rich man to go into his kingdom. Why? Because you're so self-sufficient with your wealth that you don't take a moment to ask the Lord anything. Let me just go here really quickly. For this thing I besought the Lord three times. Three times he prayed about it. What was I thinking about this three times? Over and over again, three times, process. He went through the process and you know what? At the end of it, the answer wasn't, you'll be out in six months. The, at the end of the process, the answer was, you're still gonna have process to go through. But like the song we said, the only thing that was promised is that he's going to be with you. The promise isn't deliverance, the promise is his presence. Ah, so you're purposed in Christ, you promises of Christ. And the thing that he's, 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 he's telling that you're going to have is process. But what is the only antidote to process that I'll never get out of? Presence. So I'm in the process now of being made over. And he's saying the one thing I can absolutely guarantee you is presence. I'm going to be with you. The process won't go away. The difficulties won't disappear. 
but the presence of God will always be with you. That's it. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Lord. He said unto me, this is the thing he's begging to get rid of, the thing he's trying to get help from. And he said unto me, my grace is enough sufficient for you. My grace is enough for you. I know you want to be free of the thing, but he's saying my grace is actually going to be enough for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Wait, what? This is a tough one to get my head around here. Because I thought, this, this, this is the thing I thought about Christ, is that he's going to be sovereign no matter what. And that is true. But you're going to have to acknowledge and bring him his sovereign nature into your life. So many times we are looking to solve the problem ourselves 100%. We bring all of ourselves to the nature of the problem. And Jesus is saying, actually, if you want my help, you need to acknowledge that you can't fix this yourself. My strength, Jesus is saying, his words in red letters, my strength is made perfect or is complete because you're weak. And the problem with our attitude towards our weakness is that we think it's something to hide. We think it's something to deny. We think it's something to avoid. And the Lord is saying, how can I help you with something you're denying and avoiding? How can I bring all of myself if you're saying your weakness doesn't exist? Your testimony and your weakness are actually connected because you're saying, Lord, I couldn't do it without your help. And I need you to fix what I can't solve myself. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So if you can't fix it, that's a good testimony. <laughs> because that is an opportunity for him to come in and fix the whole thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can't fix it. Like this is an opportunity for you. I am inviting him in to all those broken places, all those cracked and crooked places. I'm saying, Lord, this is your time. This is your time. Right. Oh my. Oh my. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Kintsuki in English is called golden joinery or golden repair. I love it. It's called golden joinery or golden repair. And what I am just starting to do with the Lord is saying, I've got to invite your golden repair Come on, sir. Yes, into yes. this space because yes, I can't fix this. It's broken, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's broken. It's broken beyond my ability to repair. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And rather than hide it, wow. rather than deny it, Thank I'm going to make your strength perfect where I am weak. I'm weak right here, Lord, but I know if you come in, you'll make me strong. Here's the thing. He didn't say your weakness would disappear. He okay. said his strength yes, would be perfect there. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, the process isn't eliminated. That yes, still sir. has right. to happen. Okay. Okay. But the Lord's strength is going to be perfect, perfect. Yes. right where you can't do it. My grace is sufficient for you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, and in fact, he goes on to say, then say, my strength is made perfect in weakness. What is, Paul's what is Paul's response to this revelation? The funny thing is, this is a revelation about the nature of how he was being revealed to. This is another revelation he receives. 
and it's in response to the Lord showing him, yes, I'm giving you all this revelation, but I don't need you to get above yourself. <laughs> and he says, in this moment, I'm giving you another revelation. My grace is what the thing is that you need. That's why we invite the Lord into every aspect of our life. I pray that prayer all the time. Lord, be with me at work. Yes, sir. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. When I'm driving, be with me there. Come on, when I'm flying across the country, Come be on. with me there. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, sir. Gosh, I'm hanging out with my friends, Lord. Be with me. I don't know where I'm weak. Yes, sir. Come on. You do. Yes, sir. Come on. But wherever it is, you know, sometimes. Thank you, Jesus. In some places of your life, you may say, I'm 85% here. I'm, I, I just need a top off here. Right? In other places, you are 8% maximum. And you're saying, Lord, I need the full 92. Yes, yes. Come in right here, top this right up. I can't do it with this person. I am weak right here. It's not everywhere you're weak. I'm not even saying that, but there's places in your life that need joinery, that need the golden knitting together. Come on, preacher. It's not everywhere, but I'm hanging out in church. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm as good as the next person. Yes, sir. But maybe it's work that's just driving me absolutely crazy. And I need my 15% Lord to be topped up by the 85. Give me the perfection, the completion in this part of my life. Invite him in. Invite him in. Let him do the work of fixing the broken places. And you know what will happen when he comes in? It'll be stronger. It will be complete. It will be perfect. Because his fixing is better than your fixing. No matter what you're doing, you're going to be still 15%. You can train. You can work out. You can read. You're still going to be 15%. When he comes in, he's going to perfect that which concerns you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So Paul goes on to say, most gladly then. Oh, wow. So like, like, if this is the way it works. Most, if this is the way you're telling me by revelation it works. Most gladly. I am happy to accept the terms of this particular arrangement. The terms of this arrangement means, therefore will I rather, what does it say? Glory. Glory. In my infirmities. In my Affirmities is another word for weakness. Yes, okay. yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am going to be glorying yes, in my weakness. Yes. What is the oh, thing that you are weak in? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's my glory. Yes, sir. Because I am inviting the Lord in to fix it for me. Let's go over there. Most gladly. The mic, if I could. Most gladly. Therefore. Yes. Why rather? This is 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 10. It says, read, read the top again. And he said unto me, yes. My grace is sufficient for thee. Yes. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Yes. Most gladly. Yeah. Therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That the power of Christ. I am going to glory in the weakness of myself. So that his power will rest in the places where I'm weak. I'm inviting him in everywhere. Every relationship that's broken. Everywhere. Come on. 
every relationship that's broken, I'm inviting him in. Oh gosh, even if it's in my neighborhood and things aren't feeling right, I'm inviting you in, Lord. I got I got 33% tops for these folks. Bring in the rest for me, Lord. Let's go. Yes, sir. Most gladly, therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of God, Christ, might be rest upon me. The word infirmities means either sicknesses or weakness. I'm going to glory in these weak parts because I believe in the weak parts, the power of the yes. Lord will rest on me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's keep going. Therefore, I take pleasure in... He goes even further. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, then, no, so he starts off by saying, most gladly. Most gladly. Therefore. And then he goes on to say, it's my pleasure in infirmities. Yes, sir. Yes, to sir. be in these infirmities. Paul starts to understand that the nature of his infirmities and sicknesses are actually better for him than being strong there in the first place. Like it's better for me. Like the place where he was strong is the place that he's having the most problems. I receive these revelations. That's where I'm strong. That's where I'm strong. And the Lord, because I was strong there, sent me something to wrestle with. And now he's got to the point where he says, actually, my weak parts are better than my strong parts uh, because of the power of Christ resting upon me. I invite the Lord in where I'm weak. In fact, I draw pleasure then from pulling him into the weak spots. Why? Because that becomes the golden part. That becomes the, the part I can preach about and teach about. That becomes the part that's precious that has history, that has the testimony of deliverance right there in my broken places. Let's keep going. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches. Uh, I take pleasure in weakness, in reproaches. Reproaches means in insults. People are looking at your weak places and are insulting you and are telling you how weak you are. And Paul saying, mm, that means the power of the Lord is right here. <laughs> Can you imagine taking an insult and then saying, well, yep, you're absolutely right, but the Lord is right here. That's where the Lord is making me strong in your insult toward me, in your reproach towards me. Let's keep going. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in yes. reproaches, in necessities. That in reproaches. In insults, in necessities, that's the word for distress. I know you uses it later, but I'll explain in a moment. In persecutions. In persecutions is in, the word, you, you know the word persecution. In distresses. In distresses, this is the word for difficulties in Difficult. this instance. That's how we would use the word distresses here, Amen. is to describe the word difficulties. Yes, sir. All these places I'm struggling. I'm struggling with my weaknesses. I'm struggling with the insults of those weaknesses. I'm struggling with the distress. I'm struggling with the persecution. I'm struggling with the difficulties. In all these places I'm struggling, the Lord is saying that's where I'm showing up the best way I can to help you out. Let's keep going. For Christ's sake. For Christ's sake. When I do all of this for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, when I am weak, then I am strong. So when I'm weak in these broken places, why am I strong? Why is he declaring this so authoritatively? Because the Christ is stepping in to these places where he's supposed to be weak. Every weakness I have, the Lord is coming to my help to help make me strong. That makes me almost unstoppable. Why not because of me? Not glorying in me at all. I have no glory in me. I have... 
I am glorying in the fact that he has made me this way. He has made me strong. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. Hallelujah. Then I'll take my seat after this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There is an important idea of acknowledging who we are in reality. Like, in reality without Christ, we are a wretch undone. Right. Amen, amen. With him, however, I'm a child of a king. Yeah. <laughs> I go from being the lowest of the low, but when he comes into the, into the equation, I become something new. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But I need to be really careful because if, if I was just to rely on my own standing, I would fall. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, really, 10, excuse me, verse, verse 12. Wherefore, yeah. let him that thinketh he standeth, yes. take heed, yeah. lest he fall. Be, be careful of the things you think you're strong in. <laughs> Even in the parts that you say, I'm good on this, I'm 92% in this, Lord. I don't even, yeah, I'm going to worry about inviting you to this space. Be very careful. Take heed. Be watchful. Lest that's the place where you were weak the whole time. Like your gauges may just be off. Your measurements may just be wrong. Your assumption I have and the assumption we have is that I'm just weak everywhere. <laughs> so, Lord, come in. Come in everywhere. I'm making space for you everywhere. Come into this moment, come into my life. And it says what? Wherefore, let yes. him that thinketh he standeth, take heed. Take heed. Lest he fall. Lest he fall. Let's keep reading. Therefore, yes. has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. You, there's no thing that's come into your life that is so unusual to humanity like it's common to us all. We have gone through stuff, like everybody, everybody feels this way. It's, it's interesting that the, the, the human experience feels like we're so alone with what we've gone through. It feels like we're the only one to have felt that way. But the truth is, we have all felt that way to some degree. We've all gone through it to some degree. And the Lord is saying, the Lord is saying through, through, through Paul here that um, there's nothing you're going through that's just been common to everybody. You've, we've all gone through these moments. Let's keep reading. There, have, there has no temptation taken you, yeah. but such is common to man. Yes. But God is faithful. God is faithful. That's where I wanted to get this whole time. God is, God is faithful. Faithful. Oh my. Yes, sir. yes, he is. <laughs> oh my. Thank you, Lord. Promise process and now presence god is faithful to the process by bringing his presence to you you're not going to be alone regardless of what you're going through regardless of what you're struggling with regardless of how you i know it feels that way but everybody feels that way sometimes it's common to man it's been here it's been here since the beginning this is the way we are made yes sir yes sir but god is the antidote to that the antidote to that is that God is faithful. Faithful, faithful, faithful. Yes. God is faithful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But God is faithful. Let's keep reading. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. He will not suffer or he will not allow you. He is not going to permit it to be that way. 
for you to be tempted above, for you to be destroyed in the process, wow. yes, he's sir. not yes, going to allow it to happen. Yes, he's not going to allow it to happen. He's going to be with you in the process so effectively that the process only does what the process is supposed Thank to do. You, and that is Hallelujah. make room Thank for you, him Jesus. so that yes, he can make you stronger. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The whole process is here for a reason. And if the process is here for a reason, that means that you're not going to be broken beyond which you are able to stand it. Let's keep going. But will with the temptation... So, something's going to happen that's going to be interesting with your problem. You're not just going to have a problem and a process. You're going to have a problem and a process with a way out because he's going to be there with you. Let's keep reading. What does it say exactly? Will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. With the actual problem will be the nature of the solution. Here's the problem with running away. We have this notion in us, it's the amygdala. It's a part of the brain that apparently takes care of fear. The reason why you need it is because if you're in a fight or if you're in, a part of, if you're in some situation that needs you to be, uh, defend yourself, the amygdala is an important uh, part of your, your strategy for taking care of that. What it will tell the whole body is, there's danger. And it will flood your body with uh, a response that says, we need to make sure your muscles are ready to do something. That might be run, <laughs> that might be hide, that might be fight, we don't know. But the body's gonna be ready regardless of what you think it is. So the body, the amygdala's job is to pump these hormones around your body. And then what, one of the things that happens is that the blood in the stomach leaves because you're not going to worry about digesting food right now. So that's, the, that's that stomach we feel when you, when you go through something like you feel, oh, my stomach. That's, that's happening. The body's saying, okay, we don't, you don't need no to digest food right now. We need all that blood in the muscles. So we're going to push, all, you, you might need to run, you might need to fight, we don't know yet, but I'm going to make sure you do that. Our body's natural response to problems, to temptation, is to either fight or run. And usually what happens with most people is they don't know what that feeling means, so they just run. They have that feeling and they panic. That feeling takes over them and they panic and run. I don't know what it was, but it was frightening. I was flooded with them, my stomach felt weird, I'm gone. Our thankful natural response isn't just to swing at the thing that is happening to us, it's to run. But the problem with running is that you run out of the process. And the Lord's just told us in this Corinthians here that with the problem is the mechanism along with it of escape. You are not just running from your problem, you're running from the solution to the problem. I see, okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Your fear response is to run away from the problem. Got it. But what about if the problem and the solution are in the same location? Right, right. Yes, sir. All right. All right, sir. All right. Come on. Come on. Come then on. not only are you running from the problem, but you're running from the solution okay. too. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on, preacher. Yes, so you've got to f ignore the fear response of the body okay. yes, and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you even though I'm scared right now. Yes, sir. I'm going to trust you even though my stomach doesn't feel right right now. I'm going to trust you even though my body tells me to run or fight. I'm going to trust that there's a solution inside the problem. Read that verse with me again. There. 
has no temptation yeah. taking you, but as such as common to man. Yes. But God is God faithful. is faithful. He's not doing this sometimes. Oh, yes, sir. Right. This process is happening every single time. And the problem isn't that it's not there one time and it's there another time. That's not the problem. The problem is that you run when you should have stood. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. You run when you should have fought. Yes, sir. You, right. you run when you should have looked for the solution inside the problem. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Keep going. But God is faithful. He is faithful. Who will not suffer you. He will, he will not make this too much. No, sir. Yes, sir. But will. With the temptation. Yes. Make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. He's going to make it so that you can escape so that you can bear it. Can you imagine the solution to the problem has been sitting next to you right along with the problem, but you took off. He says, what, where, why did you leave? That's not what I asked you to do. I asked you to look for the solution in the problem so that you could bear it. And you know what happens? The same problem's going to be there next week, two weeks later, six months later. Why am I going through this again? Because the last time you ran and didn't see the solution in the problem, God was faithful to us. He is able and willing to help us. Where we are weak, I'm inviting him in because I know he's providing a solution. I'm going to make sure that those broken parts are strong. Those broken parts are my testimony, y'all. With Kintsuki, they literally talk about, and they break it. They don't break it with a deliberate, they say, I'm going to break it along this line. No, that's not the way they do it. It's pure chance, but every single time it's broken, it's something to talk about. I see the way that's broken like that, and the way you put the gold in there, it's beautiful. Yes, it's the, the art of it, it's the talking of it, it's the history of it. Yes. Your testimony is your history. Amen. Your testimony is your beauty. Yes, the testimony is the thing that's gonna make you overcome yes, and make me overcome. Yes, I want you to stand firm and say, even in my weakness, Lord, you are gonna make it strong. Even in the parts that I can't manage, I know this is not right. I know this isn't cool. But I know you are going to stand with me in this weakness and make it strong. And the thing that would embarrass me, the thing that I should hide, is going to be my testimony because you're standing right in the middle of it. The thing that I should be ashamed of, Lord, I'm going to tell everybody, look how he, look where he brought me from. Look at this. I was broken here. Yes, yes. And then other people are going to say, oh, that was broken, but it's gold now. Yes, yes, yes. They're going to see the difference. They're going to see what it was, but they're going to also see what it is. Oh, gosh. I was broken there. I was lost, but now I'm found. We're embarrassed by our testimony. No, I'm going to, be, I'm going to say that the power of the Lord is resting on me. The power of Christ is there now. And so I glory in the thing that would mean weakness to other people. Because when I am weak, yes, sir, he, is. he is strong. Yes, May the Lord have a blessing to this world.